Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to episode 31 of At the Coffee Table podcast. I am Jason Klink, your host. And today I get the distinct pleasure to introduce not only a social media marketing mentor of mine, but also a turned good friend. Uh, this is Michelle, well, it used to be Berman, now it's Michael, since she recently was married. Uh, but Michelle is the owner of Berman Media Social and the Instagram Power Method course. Uh, this is a course that Michelle has created uh, specifically in the area to help uh, real estate and mortgage lender professionals uh, increase their presence, their brand, their storyline on Instagram. Um, and I can say firsthand it works because I made the investment uh, last year. And Michelle, thank you for joining me today on my podcast. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So I, I have been hoping to get Michelle on the podcast for quite a long time. This is a young lady that um, it kind of lives, breathes, eats Instagram and has almost perfected uh, marketing on Instagram. Has her, her business has exploded over the last year and I've been able to see that personally uh, where it started with a couple of small groups that, that uh, bought into her program and now it's very large groups that are buying into her program. Um, Michelle and I connected last year after I was struggling in real estate and couldn't get a foothold in the marketing end of things. And it, what was nice about connecting with Michelle at that time was the fact that it was, and I've been preaching this for weeks, human to human. It was a personal conversation. She would listen to my pain points of where I was at in my real estate business, gave me some suggestions and made it real easy to invest in her program. Michelle, I know that given even outside of the current environment, you know, you've, you've found the avenue to really um, use what's in front of us, so to say, and when it comes to social media marketing. Uh, I guess my first question is, has it been difficult to get real estate agents to kind of sidestep from the traditional door knocking, cold calling, email, or, uh, mail or so on, email marketing? into the social media world? Because I know when, when I started in 2017, I re recognized early on that, that, that social media was gonna be a player within the real estate business. Um, you know, how difficult was it to, to get that buy-in from those traditional type uh, activities when it comes to real estate? Yeah, I mean, I think that there are definitely a lot of realtors that I initially connected with back when I was first kind of developing this whole thing. and their mindsets were very old school. They were very much so in the mind frame of the best way to connect with people is to shake their hands by door knocking or to spend, you know, however much money on Zillow leads to monopolize a zip code or whatever it was, you know, the mailers yeah. or hangers, the, the traditional grassroots marketing is really what we call that. And right. so initially my marketing tactic, if you will, was why not generate leads that you don't have to work so hard for. Um, and right. you, still monopolize an area. You can still be the go-to agent in your development or your community or your zip code, but why not do it in a place where everyone is going, even if they're going there mindlessly, right? A lot of the times Instagram is more of a mindless scroll, but if you show up in that mindless scroll, then you've got somebody's attention. So initially it, I would say it was more of a, how can I make you spend less time and less money on things that return very small results and help you shift to doing something that one is going to reach 
way more people than two hours of door knocking ever could. Um, and do it in a way where the leads that you're generating are people that want to work with you. There's no selling involved in that. So I didn't have a hard time selling the program at all initially. Um, it sells itself at this point, but initially it was more of just learning how to have conversations with people to help them see what they're currently doing versus what they should be doing right. and or what they could be doing to get a jump start on what will be coming, as you said, eventually anyway. Um, right. And I love one of the things I love about my relationship with you is we met in the DMs, right? Which is right. exactly what I preach and yep. it's exactly what I teach. So I don't believe that you can teach a program or, or encourage someone to buy a program unless you actively walked the walk of what you're offering. And right. up until, you know, uh, what Monday when my first Facebook live went or my first Facebook ad went live, I had done and built my entire business on crushing it in the DMS and developing relationships with people like you. Yeah. You know, and it's, and I think that your instruction, your mentorship, it transcends any, any kind of arena, any business. Um, I mean, it's specific to, to real estate mortgage lenders, but it really trans because if you go through and, and you see people's, and it could be any social media and all the, if, if they're business oriented and, and they're just buy or sell, buy or sell, buy or sell, but you don't get that, that personal touch, that, that human interaction that, Hey, I'm a human too. And I have a family and these are my kids and so on. I found that to be probably the most enlightening part of what you teach because it's, yes, you, you, you're a real estate agent and yes, you want to buy, you know, or help people buy and sell homes, but you know, people want to deal with people. And I think that's what the, the major takeaway I had initially out of, uh, out of your instruction was people just want to deal with people and, and just be real about it. Yeah. And I think the way I teach this, you know, in the format of the course, there's so much in it, as you know, but yeah, one of the pieces of it is the like, know, and trust aspect of your content. And people ask me all the time, I don't like, or why do you have content calendars? I'm not a big fan of content calendars. They're hard to follow. I feel like I don't have the ability to be creative and be, you know, spontaneous. Well, you do in the way that yeah. I have content calendar developed because on top of it, Instagram has things like stories and we have things like reels and we have all these other ways that we can be spontaneous while still creating consistency. And on our feed specifically, the like, know, and trust aspect of things and I could talk about this all day. It's obviously something that I just am very passionate about and love, but yeah. the like, know, and trust aspect of this is exactly what you said. If, if I don't like you and I don't feel like I'm connected to you in some way, then one, no matter how good you are, what you do, it doesn't matter because I'm not going to trust you. Right. And at right. the end of the day, people, as you said, people hire people. And so mm -hmm. the methodology behind it is creating this personal presence, adding value through the value proposition and, and as you know, templated days yes. um, and creating the human connection of, I'm just a person. I like going hiking and I like camping and I like, you know, my dogs and I like coffee, right. like right. Just the normal day-to-day -day stuff. Um, it One creates stronger bonds when you first talk to people like you and I have never met in real life, Jason, but I know that if we could, we would probably give each other a big hug and it would be like we'd known each other forever. And that's yeah. the point. And yep. our, is at this point entirely digital. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and so with the with the trends that go on and, and it seems like they change so much, the algorithms change within, depending on the platform, 
so the trend so you know this whole thing with TikTok blew up and what that political arena and now now you have instagram came out with reels yeah. which is supposed to be a good you know substitute for TikTok. How, how much of, has the trends really changed that, that you recognize over the last year as far as using Instagram or Facebook um, on the business end of things? Um, and how much should they be using all this, these new trends that come out, you know, initially? Yeah. So I because everyone asks me why Instagram, why Instagram, Michelle, why should I put all my energy into Instagram? And I've said it year after year after year that whatever these new fads are going to be, whatever these new random apps are going to be, they will never supersede Instagram and Facebook ever because mm -hmm. one, Mark Zuckerberg is an absolute genius, regardless right. of your of him. Um, yeah. And I said it from the very beginning when people were, were asking me about TikTok, should I spend time on TikTok? Michelle, what's your take on TikTok? I said, if you want to do it, do it, but notice where all the TikTok content ends up it ends up on instagram people instagram, use, right. create the yep. content and put it on the platform and now i called it i mean i absolutely called it and said there will be something on instagram that replaces tiktok and fast forward and now we have reels and the percentage, percentage. I the other day was that 61 percent of tiktok users had said that they were no longer going to use tiktok because of the reels feature they were more interested in having everything on one platform and yeah. Who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want the ability to just have one app on their phone, do everything in one program? Um, yeah. At the end of the day, that's how software developers create these new genius programs because people want the ease of being able mm -hmm. to use something one time or have everything housed in one place versus I got to use this app and then I got to transfer it from this app to that app and it becomes a nightmare. Yeah, really. um, yeah without a doubt, because I know that, you know, I, because of, you know, my, my investment in your program and just for the ease. And then like you're talking about knowing the platforms, you know, I spend a majority of my time on Instagram, obviously, and then it pushes to Facebook. I spend a lot of time in LinkedIn, but the other ones I just, I, I don't have time for it. You know, they're not like, I mean, I, I, I consider Twitter a dying dinosaur. Me too. Um, that's I probably I was in college. Yeah, I, 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 Twitter's kind of a good place to look at the news or fake news and, and move on. Um, Snapchat's okay, but it doesn't really, doesn't look like anybody's, you know, monopolizing Snapchat and then TikTok is what it is. Um, so it's, it's interesting how, and, and you listen to some of the other gurus. So you listen to the gurus like Brian Christian or Gary Vee or, and, and they, they, purposely point out how, you know, Facebook started out as a college thing and then it grown. Now, now your grandparents use it. And Instagram started as a, you know, a early teens and twenties thing. And now everybody's using it. So why not TikTok and the rest of them? Um, where do you, how, how do you, and I know Mark Zuckerberg being the genius that he is, that's why, you know, Facebook and Instagram are what they are. Is that the sole reason why there's those platforms are so successful and usable or is there others? No, I mean, my opinion of, of Instagram in general and why it's such a powerful marketing tool is that it is your website, right? It has the ability for you to do everything in one place. And I know we, we already addressed that, but people ask me, should I spend money on, you know, this $5,000 website? Should I redo this? Should I redo that? And I say to them, no, like don't waste your money on it because at the end of the day, no matter how good you are at what you do, 
no matter how many times you get referred from other people by a previous buyer or somebody you'd worked with in the past, if that buyer or seller person that got referred to you goes on social media and doesn't see you in any fashion, they're not going to hire you period. Right. Uh, right. And when go to social media, where do they go? Right. Our brains go to Facebook and Instagram. Those are just the most used, the most effective, um, the easiest to use, right? TikTok, you have to learn how to use all of the crazy features. I think I downloaded right. it a few days before I was like, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, I did the same thing. So uh, it's one of those things like why Instagram and I really tell people it like the highlight reel on Instagram becomes your tabs on your website. So the about me, the seeing testimonials, seeing previous transactions or happy home buyers or sellers I've worked with. Here's a highlight for my vendors that I work with, right? It, be, it literally has everything in one place and it's a more accessible tool than the Google of the world, right? Where you have to Google somebody's in, or business in order to find them, right? right. I tell people, I tell people, if you want to go to my website, click the link in my bio on Instagram. You don't need to Google it. Like just you know what I mean? That's where it's going to be. So right, right. I really just believe that. And my statistics even show me that my audience, like 23% of my audience is 50 to 65. That's a quarter of my audience is in the older generation. So when I hear people say, you know, oh, I'm 55 and older, or I specialize in 55 and older. So my audience isn't on Instagram. That number two years ago was like 6%, right? right. So we've all times it by four in a year and a half. Right. The platform itself, I know just from the, the business side of the thing, and you pointed out, you know, pretty well in, in the course is it's, it's getting that, that organic local reach. Um, and that was one of my requests when, when you and I first connected was I want that local organic reach. Cause to me, it seemed like it was really easy to get buried, you get buried by influencers. You get buried by people paying for ads or paying for, whatever on, on the platform, um, depending on what you follow and what you interact with that, you know, is all part of, I, I know the, alg the algorithm is what the algorithm, but what is the kind of the, trick. Um, oh, I'm sorry, the trick, the trick, yeah, no, the trick or the best way to, to manage, you know, being on there without getting frustrated. Cause I know a lot of, even, you know, some of my partners in the real estate world, they just, they, they only do so much on social media because they don't want to get frustrated by the fact of, of everything else that's on there. So what do you say to somebody that's like, no, I just don't want to deal with, you know, I'll just keep doing what I'm doing and, you know, I'll post here and I'll post there and, and hope for the best. So I tell them all the time, I from somebody maybe two days ago who's like, I don't need Instagram because I live in Dayton, Ohio and people in Dayton are not on Instagram. That was the email I got. Um, wow. And I laughed loud to myself because I was like, this guy has no idea what he's talking about. Like, you know, <laughs> and it was, and I say this lovingly, but it was an older gentleman who was very successful, had, you know, sold like 60 houses that year. Like, you know, and he probably doesn't need to sell 60 houses, um, but he does because he's a referral guy. He gets a lot of referrals from people and he's good at what he does. Um, yep. And my problem, my problem with that is one, just a complete and utter lack of understanding in general of what social media is and the power of it. And two, a lack of understanding of how to utilize the platform to actually hyper target in very local areas. And one of the things, if you remember when you and I first talked forever ago, year I mean, over a year ago now, um, yeah. was how to attract eyeballs in your area 
and right. how you can do this in a way that really positions you as the expert in your area. Like it's really not hard to do, but it takes work. And so I think yeah. that that's one of the things that people get scared of is what's my time commitment? What's my time commitment going to be? And the answer is, is if you set aside 30 to 45 minutes a day and you're very diligent and strategic in that 30, 45 minutes, that's all you need. It's not like a five hour a day commitment. It's not what people make it out to be. Um, but because they have this mindset of, oh, I have to live on Instagram all day long in order to be successful. That's why they never start in the first place. Yeah. And I think the big takeaway from what you just said is that 30 to 45 minutes. So instead of spending 30, 45 minutes doing this, like everybody else, you can spend 30 or 45 minutes either interacting with, you know, a local hashtag. You could be spend 30 or 45 minutes um, DMing people. Um, and, and it doesn't have to be, you know, come, come work with me. It can be, Hey, I saw your post about such and such. And I thought, and give them an idea or give them some kind of value. And I think that's the biggest, one of the bigger things too, that I learned was just, just give them some kind of, give them an idea, give them a reference, give them a referral or something. You know, I just, the other day, somebody was I, on Facebook, but not on Instagram was looking for an electrician. Well, I, I have a friend of mine that's an electrician. I refer to a lot of people. So I just, you know, here, here, give them a call, you know, um, it's, it's very, it, it's kind of like the business that we're in anyways, the real estate business, you get out of it, what you put into it. So to me with social media and doing your own marketing, creating your own brand, you're going to get back out of it, what you put into it. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. 100%. And that's your day-to-day homework, if you will. Um, and I, I just recorded a video. You probably saw this on the hashtags to use for your engagement versus the hashtags you should be using on your content. And this was a really, really powerful conversation and very eye opening for a lot of people because they recognize right. I'm spending an hour a day commenting on all these realtor hashtags. And why am I just generating nothing but other real estate people? And yeah. I said, and the question you had of me from day one, and yep. I said, you're engaging in the wrong places. So, yep. um, if you recall, one of the things I coached you to do was find local restaurants, find local businesses that you and your wife frequent. If you go to the bakery all the time down the street, like tag them on Instagram all the time, use your geotag feature, um, take yep. advantage of the resources that Instagram's giving you and engage where your ideal clients are living. I'll say that one more time because I feel like everybody needs to hear this. Engage on Instagram where your ideal clients are living. So if you get a lot of leads because you play golf every week and you're part of a country club, then guess what? On Instagram, you should be following a bunch of country clubs. You should be engaging on a bunch of golf stuff. If you have yep. 10, 15 local golf courses, you should be following all 10 to 15 of those and commenting on any piece of content that they put out every day. Period. And I'm proof in the pudding that, as they say, is because, you know, I purposely – made sure I was interacting and, and, and um, comment or not commenting, but interacting with local stuff, local people, local businesses, local, you know, whatever, because now I notice on my Instagram that the, anytime that I'm looking through it, that I'll always get local stuff first. And then you get all the other stuff that I might look at in the meantime, if it's firefighting stuff or, or personal development, whatever. Um, so that, that that is 100% true because I've done it and it works. Um, and it's just, I think a term I heard, and this is even before you and I had had met, was you know you want to be 
if you're in real estate, you want to be the digital mayor of your area. And that kind of stuck with me that, you know, that's true in a sense, you know, you want to be the person that, that knows the neighborhoods and knows the restaurants and knows who's who and where they can find the, the local hardware store and whatever it might be, um, because that makes you more valuable to the people you're trying to interact with other than by yourself, by yourself, by yourself. <laughs> yeah, because it really into the expert. It turns you into yeah. the person that has the toolkit of, hey, you know what? I know Jason knows or is in the public sector and has a lot of relationships there. Or I know that Jason, um, you know, goes to this same or refers to this same electrician all the time. So he probably is going to know a plumber too. Like they're going to subliminally have those conversations with themselves and then want yeah. to reach out to you. And so you said it perfectly, the digital mayor of your area. And, you know, there's so many ways that I coach how to do that. But one of them is your vendor highlight on Instagram, right? And that vendor right. highlight is showcasing your title rep, showcasing the electrician, showcasing the bakery you go to, becoming the person in your area that has information, regardless of what they're looking for, if that makes sense. Yep. You want to be the no, go-to. 100%. Yep. Yeah, you want to be the go-to and you, you know, um, it just, it just comes back to the business to human. Um, as far as trends go, how do you see, how do you see, you know, the trends in, in Instagram and Facebook heading into next year? I mean, this year has been, I mean, a lot of things explode. I wish, I wish I took stock. I've said this a few times. I wish I bought some stock in zoom in like January, uh, you know, that, that kind of stuff. So those, the whole digital world just exploded um after march um where do you see trends as far as live streams like this and you know the platforms go um for the rest of this year or going into next year i honestly the one of the things i've said time and time and time again when i talk to people and you know my you guys can't or you can't see this jason but my two girls that work for me are sitting at my dining room table with me right now um we're not working in an office space we don't have a corporate office we don't yep. spend or we don't rent, you know, a cubicle somewhere because we're working from home and that's, we can get everything done that we need to do from home. And the biggest trend, you know, I have a lot of friends in corporate America and, and that have corporate jobs and none of them are working from an office. They're all working from home. Their corporate or their corporations, you know, bought them a second computer and, you know, upgraded their internet security, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but the biggest trend I see is utilizing zoom utilizing what we're on right now which is Streamyard, um and pivoting so that one we can get more done because i don't know how you feel about that but for me as somebody who teaches all the time who is you know having to drive across arizona and back and forth all over the place to get to multiple classes that i was teaching it was exhausting right. and it was really really hard for me to get as much done of all of the other things that i need to do on a day-to-day -day basis so the number one trend for me that I see is I don't see online class classes or Zoom classes changing. I think that that will stay. I think more people will learn to one that they can reach a bigger audience. Two that their show up rate is going to be a lot higher, right? So like my digital classes that I teach through Zoom, the show up rate is exponentially higher. The number of people that attend is exponentially higher because they get to do it from the comfort of their house. And we're dealing with realtors here right? Realtors always are like their phone will ring and they got to go. So right. when they, have, when they have classes that they have to drive to, a lot of the times it's harder for them to get there. Yeah. Because it comes yeah. up 10 minutes before that. 
But if they're sitting at home and they can t watch me on Zoom, take their phone call and then watch me on Zoom, it it is awesome. It makes it way better. So uh, long-winded answer, but that's my number one thing is we're going to see more digital panels. We're going to see more of these big conferences that are all done digitally. We're going to see more and more and more people show up with podcasts and Facebook live shows and that kind of stuff, which we already really have, especially in the last six months. Um, and we're going to see less, I don't want to say in-person meetings, but we're going to see a lot of less big conferences, I think, because they're going to see how much cheaper it is to do it digitally. And right. we'll never replace the handshake of, you know, me and you getting to go have coffee together. Right. Um, right. It's still going to, the digital aspect of it is still going to allow for sponsorships. It's still going to allow for all these people to have their shameless plug, if you will, and, and be part of it, but it's going to cost the person doing it exponentially less. And I don't yeah. think that that's, I think it's just going to go skyrocket. Yeah. And the height of the whole pandemic, I think one of the impactful thing I, I heard was from Jared James who said, maybe your $12,000 a month lease for your office space just isn't that, you know, worth that investment anymore. Absolutely. And, yeah. You know, and since I left the public safety world to, to have a work from home, have a home office, I get more done in a 12 hour period than I ever did working shift work and, and, and adding on everything else that I was doing. Um, Productivity you know, roof. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. It's like, you know, you make a, to-do list. And next thing you know, you did it three hours. All right, what can I do next? You know, that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I agree with you. And, and, and for my, my, you know, nine to five job, we'll call it, you know, we were just talking the other day is, you know, do trade shows come back or do, do they not? And they may come back in some form or fashion, but a lot of them have gotten really good at doing the virtual, virtual conferences, virtual trade shows. And I got to imagine that just setting up that technology is, a way less investment than, you know, renting an arena for, you know, maybe five or 6,000 people to go to and go boof the booth uh, versus just advertising it on social media and get getting on a platform like Zoom and, and what's that? Making sure your tech works. Yeah, making sure your tech works. Yeah, you know. Um, so, yeah, it, it's going to be really interesting how how the rest of this year plays out. It's going to be really interesting how we go into 2021 trying to forget about this year. Um, I think, I think if I can add to that, you know, my husband is in the tactical strength conditioning field uh, mm -hmm. to be a strength conditioning coach for the military. He is retired military himself and has a passion for serving our country. Um, and one of the ways that, you know, he has been able to do that has been through this digital platform and just last week or not last week, excuse me, last month, he did the tactical strength and conditioning conference last year. It was in San Antonio. So he had to go there for, I think he was there for like four, three or four days, um, right. met a lot of people. He shook a lot of people's hands. He got to talk to a lot of people that were important in the industry, but this year the entire thing was digital and all of the people who were, you know, had their speaking or had their, um, you know, our classes or breakout sessions, if you will, they all said, if you have questions, email me, if you need something, email me. Right. And so Dave did afterwards, he reached out to multiple of them and ended up mm -hmm. having our zoom call with one of the guys one-on-one, -on -one. like how much right. more valuable is that than, right. you know, this guy's got 15 people walking up to him. And this particular person that we're talking about is, is very well known in the tactical strength and conditioning world, but Dave got an hour of just with him, you know, right. and I, 
that that's freaking awesome. And, you know, while there's some downsides to not being able to be physically present with people, there's the upside to a lot more one-on-one -on -one interaction um, that you wouldn't get otherwise. And on that note, and I, I highlighted it um, either last podcast or the one before that was in the power of Instagram. Mm -hmm. So one of the, one of my favorite uh, podcasts to listen to is the real business owners. And I had listened to them um, on, on one of their podcast episodes say, hey, listen, people that are influencers or, or even somewhat influencers, they've had some success. All they want to do is help. But nobody ever asked because they're either had some success or they seem to be too big to reach. Mm. And they're like, oh, all they want to do is help. All you got to do is ask. So I went, yeah, all right. So I DM um, Trevor Cowley of the real business owner say, hey, and this was probably right in the height of the pandemic. So, hey, I'd love to have you on my my podcast. I think the messages that you guys put out are super awesome. Um, let me know if you can if we can hook up. And he messaged me back and said, yep, absolutely. When do you want to do it? Love that. So, I mean, that's just and, and that's the bread and butter of what you teach when it comes to this Instagram course is to be able just to connect with people and reach out and, and who knows who, who you might be able to connect with. You never know. Right. Some of the most important people in my career, I've literally met in the DMs. I yeah. mean, one of my biggest mentors on the planet is Phil Treadwell, who works for, you know, works for Mason McDuffie. He's a, a big time loan officer in Dallas, Texas, and um, doesn't even originate anymore. He does a lot of coaching and he runs Mortgage Marketing Expert, which is a huge mortgage podcast. And I DM'd him on Instagram. I had no course yet. It hadn't even gone live. Mm -hmm. All I was, hey, I'm really good at this and I'd love to talk to you if you're willing. And right. invited me on. And from that day forward, Phil is on speed dial. I call him whenever I have a problem, a question. I got to deal with some problem that I don't know how to attack. You know, it doesn't matter. He's somebody who I've never met in real life. That's how awesome this is. Right. right? My in-laws now live just north of Dallas. So I anticipate meeting Phil over Christmas when I'm there. But up to this point, I've known Phil for a year and a half and I've never shaken his hand in real life, but he's somebody who I could call for anything. Um, and there's so much power in that. And all it took was me going out on a limb and saying, Hey, I'm this new person in this industry. I know who you are. I've seen and followed you forever. If you're willing to have a conversation with me, I would love to do that. And he DM'd me back immediately and gave me that chance. And I owe a lot to him for that. Yeah, that's, that's pretty awesome. And it just proves that as well connected as we are, our businesses have no boundaries. So it, it can be across state lines. It could be across the pond. <laughs> our businesses have no boundaries. So it's all about, can you just have a conversation with the right person at the right time in order to strike up that relationship? And, and now you have a professional relationship with somebody that you never stood in front of, but yeah. you know, you have that, that interaction, that right interaction, you share information and, and it's taken off from there. And, and, you know, I, man, it, that's been an eye opening, eye opening thing for me over the last year is that, that possibility of, you know, being able to raise that temperature in the room and, and connect with anybody you want to. Yep. The biggest thing is taking the chance. You never know unless you try. And yep. a lot of people say, you know, well, Instagram's really hard. It, and I'm like, have you tried it? Have right. you followed a system to try it? Um, yep. Well, I, you know, I don't get any leads yet. I've spent six months on it and I haven't gotten any leads. I'm like, okay, well, how many DM conversations have you started? How many stories have you responded to about their dogs? How many stories have you responded to about, you know, what, nothing, coffee, right? Like it doesn't right. matter. You have to be business, business, business in your face all the time. 
just have conversations with people about nothing. Yeah. I DM a realtor the other day. She posted like some strawberry mojito that had like kiwi in it. It looked amazing. Next thing you know, we're having an hour long conversation via DM then goes into talking about branding. And I don't know how the conversation transitioned, but it just was so natural that she's now somebody who I anticipate being part of our course. Um, and that's nothing other than me responding to a strawberry mojito that looked refreshing because it's a hundred degrees in Arizona still. <laughs> and it doesn't get much more simpler than that, you know, just have those conversations. And, and yeah, I've, I've had similar things where I've just commented on a photo or, or, you know, Hey, that's really cool. And the other day, uh, what I have all oh, an ex coworker of mine had posted um, a picture about this. Um, it looked like a panini or some type of sandwich she was making. I'm like, wow, that looks really good. What is it? <laughs> so, it, you know, it's just, it's just being, being a person. And, and, and we, I guess that's a major theme for today. Just be a person and relate to people. Yep. I agree. Well, Michelle, I, I thank you for taking the time uh, to, to be on the podcast today. You, you, I, I'd love to have you back again because you, you provide so much great information when it comes to business and marketing and Instagram marketing. Um, you know, how can people connect with you if they want to connect you with you after hearing this or seeing this? Yeah, so the best people is Instagram. Uh, Berman Media Social is my Instagram handle, and I'm sure, Jason, you can probably put it in the show notes for people if they want to just do it that way. Yep. Uh, but Burma Media Social is my Instagram handle. You're more than welcome to follow me, shoot me a DM. Uh, that's the easiest, the fastest way. My website is the link in our bio. Uh, so feel free to click that and you can go directly to my website. But the other option is just BermanMediaPD.com. So that's P as in Paul Diaz dog. Most people spell that wrong. So uh, just <laughs> BermanMediaPD.com um, and you'll be able to see kind of what we offer. And the Instagram Power Method course is our bread and butter, which is really, it's a 75 video course that has 18 handouts, um, an unbelievable amount of information in there. Um, and it's really aimed at helping you guys truly ditch traditional marketing and grassroots efforts for the social platforms that you need to have and spend time on. And um, everything that you and I have talked about, Jason, I mean, it's in there on steroids, I, I say, but there's no piece of information regarding Instagram that's not covered. Um, and it's not just Instagram 101, right? It's really not supposed to be. It's right. strategy, it's mindset strategy, it's understanding client attraction and the psychology mm -hmm. of how our clients interact, what they're looking for and how to attract more of them. Um, and so, like I said, I, I tell people, go on Instagram, see a little bit about what we do. If you guys wanna click the link in our bio, you're more than welcome to do so. Um, shoot me an email, my email button's in there. Um, but I'd love to hear from anybody that's ready to, to stop making excuses and procrastinating and, and make it happen. Yeah. And, and like I said before, I, I invested in the Instagram power method course. It's not just like she said, Instagram 101. It's not about how to post or when to post and how to use your hashtags. There's way more, it's, it's a more of a deep dive than that. And you definitely get your investment back. Um, by by investing in the Instagram Power Method course. Um, Michelle, thank you again. I appreciate all the insight. I appreciate you joining me today. Um, if uh, anybody finds any value in this, I would appreciate if you'd like, comment, share this, share it across the platforms, um, share it with your colleagues. Um, but we'd love to have the comments and hear what you think. So with that, everybody take care of yourselves, take care of each other. And this is the At the Coffee Table podcast where we pull up a virtual chair to the coffee table and talk about anything and everything and hopefully come up with a idea or solution or two that might bring some value to someone. So with that, everybody have a great day.
Oh, 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 oh,